Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, have you ever had that I just feel so bloated, now what moment? <laughs> Me too, and that's when I reach for my Greens Gut Glow Drink. Yep, I can sip my way to healthier looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbonne nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, Gut Health Digestion and Microbiome Support, and Skin Elixir Collagen Support. I drink this every day. The greens, just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder, delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barleygrass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, this plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of Bacillus coagulant probiotics plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants. This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Gut Glow Bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your Greens Gut Glow Bundle all in one click. 
Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank, Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. So excited to have you all here listening in. Super grateful to all of our awesome loyal listeners. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for finding us. I hope a friend was the one who introduced you to, to our show. But if you just stumbled upon us in the interwebs, I'm going to take that as a sign from the universe that it was just meant to be. And so I'm so grateful that you uh, are here with us today too. Okay, everybody, it is a new month. (laughs) How was everyone's January? I know it was full of all of the messaging of goals and restarting a new year and new you and and all of it. And it kind of, you know, felt a little heavy, to be honest, for me in there. And I was like, oh my goodness, like all the things. But I just needed to take a breath and take a pause and been like, okay, Jessica, like I know that it is the new calendar year, (laughs) even though we are in the depths of winter and all I want to do is like rest. We're going to kind of find a happy space in between those two conflicting worlds of, you know, the go, go, go of the new year and running for all the goals, but also honoring how mother nature (laughs) set the seasons and we are currently in a winter, in a winter season. And so what does that mean? So yeah, if you are feeling that vibe and energy, we're on the same page, my friend, we are on the same page. Okay. So today's episode is leaning a little bit into that, you know, what do I want for 2024 energy? And not so much of like hardcore goals, but definitely kind of setting it, setting out like, here's, here's what I would like to unfold. So in January, there was tons of these in and out lists going around and, you know, people were writing what was in for 2024 for them and what was out. And they were very like, very inspirational, to be honest, like there was a lot of good things on on those lists. And I started to write my own personal in and out list. And I was struggling. (laughs) I was like, Oh, gosh, like, in Yeah, like in in was pretty easy. Like I knew the things that I wanted to include in my 2024. My out list is where I really started to struggle because it kind of felt like if I wrote it on the list as what it was not going to be in 2024, there was no space for any any in-between. And so I decided to change my in and out list to be my more and less list. And that's what we're going to talk about today is a couple of things that are on my more and less list for 2024 as it relates to one of my, you know, things that are, that's really important to me is sustainability and the environment and how I can show up this year as a better global citizen and taking care of this beautiful planet and earth that we're on, which, you know, honestly, at times feels like it's an uphill battle and nothing that we are doing is actually making a difference. Because, you know, we've heard all of the stats about like, oh, you know, only 2% of the things that actually you know, are sent to recycling facilities actually get recycled and most of it actually still ends up in a landfill. And so there's, you know, there's no point in recycling and this, that, and the other. So I know it can feel really daunting and overwhelming, especially when there's so much messaging out there too about, you know, the world being a dumpster fire and all of the climate 
crisis that we're going through and this being, you know, the warmest winter we've had in, in X amount of years, it, it can be a lot. And so I just want to take the time to kind of go back to some basics as it relates to how to be a good steward of this earth. And, you know, the things that I, as an 80s baby, learned in elementary school, right? Those of us who were born in the 80s, we were really the first cohort of students who got blue boxes at school and, you know, recycling really started to take hold for us in like the late 80s and 90s. And we were the, you know, the first sets of kids to like really own that and be responsible for implementing that at home. I know that was my job when I was little, uh, being at home was like, the, you know, reduce, reduce, recycle mantra was repeated to me over and over at school. And I took that home and I started, you know, implementing those things at home. So I want to kind of get back to those three simple words of reduce, reuse, and recycle and really remind myself and all of you of how powerful those three things can be when we practice them. And And remind us that that, even though, you know, it looks like a triangle, you know, the reduce, reuse, recycle little symbol that we see on all the packaging for recycling, it's that it's actually a priority list. And so it's, it's all three of those things do not have the same weight in terms of their importance of what we're, of how they impact the planet, but it's actually a ranking, you know, step one is reduce. So where can we eliminate and reduce our consumption? Like, can we really survive on less? And 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 in what areas and spaces in our life are we able to do that? And then the next thing is, what can, of the things that we aren't reducing, but are still consuming, what of those things can we reuse? So we're still going to have it, well, then how are we able to reduce it? Or sorry, not reduce it, reuse it, right? So how can we become a more reusable society versus a disposable society? And then the last one is recycle. So of the things that we are still going to be consuming and we um, are unable to reuse, you know, how can we recycle that to give it a better, a better send off versus just being pitched into the garbage and the landfill? So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today in those orders and the things that I'm doing in my life for 2024 as it relates to reducing, reusing, and recycling. That's going to make me feel like I'm, I'm winning. And on my more list was more homemade. <laughs> And I know so many of out you of you out there are like, oh gosh, like homemade sounds so lovely, but A, I don't have the skills, B, I don't have the time, and C, like, yeah, no thanks. Like I'm not a home like I'm not a Susie homemaker. Like I don't want to make these things at home. And I hear you. I do. We have become trained to be a society that purchases things versus making things. And, and that's okay. But there are probably a couple of things that a homemade option 
could really have a big impact on the, on the amount of waste that you as an individual household produces. Yeah. So I put on my more list, more homemade. And on my less list was less store-bought and less waste. So more homemade. This is not new for me either. This is something that I've been obviously practicing for a very, very long time, but I'm getting, going to be getting a little bit more intentional with it. And I'm going to, and I, what I did is I looked at the things that I was buying that I needed to buy because I needed to consume the most. And then I was looking at the impacts of those things. If I were to actually just make it at home. And so there's two things that I consume a significant amount of that. Those two things are sparkling water. (laughs) I love me some bubbles and nut milk, (laughs) because if you know me, I make smoothies on the regular every day, sometimes twice a day. And so uh, when I was looking at how much waste came along with the purchasing of both sparkling water as well as nut milk. I was like, oh, like if I could just just switch these two things to be a homemade thing versus a store-bought thing, wow, like that is going to have a really, really impact, big impact because I consume those things significantly. So for the sparkling water one, that switch actually actually happened for me about four years ago. When we moved into our new house, I also inherited a soda stream, a soda maker. And so I actually have not really purchased any sparkling water of great volume (laughs) in the last four years. And so that means less plastic bottles, less cans, And it has, it's been really good. And so I took that philosophy and I decided to apply it to that second thing that I noticed that I was consuming a significant amount of in our weekly shopping that um, I wanted to start making at home. And so I went out and I bought um, an almond cow, which is a device that will let me make homemade nut milk um, in a really simple, easy way. And it's been a couple of weeks now since I've had it and it's been fantastic. And um, I'm experimenting with flavors and combinations and I'm so excited because it's going to kind of check off three boxes for me by doing this one switch from store-bought to homemade. It is checking off my creativity box because if you know me, you know that I love to create in the kitchen. It's it's a space in which I, I definitely flourish in case you know, you're new to the show. I actually was almost close to going to culinary school out of high school because I wanted to become you know a chef. I, I didn't end up going, but that's okay. I still love to create in the kitchen. And so by allowing me to make my own nut milk at home, it's unleashing a creativity part of me that I get to express, uh, which is amazing. But secondly, I also get to control the ingredients that are going into the thing that I'm consuming, which I'm also very, very mindful of right now, as I'm being more mindful of like how much sugar I'm consuming. And we're talking about hidden sugars. So, you know, reading the side of that the carton of almond milk, I was like, 18 grams of sugar per serving. Wowzer, like that is a lot. And if I could 
you know, be in control of the ingredients, then I can be um, more in control of my health. So that was like the second reason that, you know, switching over my my almond milk from being store-bought to homemade was a good thing. And the third was, you know, how many cartons of almond milk was was I putting out there into recycling, which we all know is the third thing on the list of reduce, reuse, and recycle. You know, there isn't a lot of reusability places for those cartons of of almond milk at the volume in which I was using them. So yes, some of those cartons could definitely get reused, but you know, two cartons a week or three cartons a week, that's a lot. So for me, it was better to reduce it completely than figuring out how to reuse it because I know that the recycling of those cartons is still pretty minimal. So I want you guys to think about what is it that you're consuming in your home? Just like one thing that if you just switch that one thing to being homemade versus store-bought, the ripple effect it would have on your household and on you personally. So yeah, some more homemade things. Maybe it for you, it's not, you know, making almond milk, which is fine, but maybe it's like, hey, Every week, you guys, you know, maybe you do pizza takeout, right? And so instead of ordering in takeout pizza that come and in, in a box, maybe that's the thing that you say, okay, we're going to actually make homemade pizza now. Go and buy the dough, buy the ingredients, and it's a way for you to have some fun, you know, bonding time with, you know, people in your household, or you get to be creative like I do. But it eliminates, you know, those two or three pizza boxes every week from your from your garbage. So maybe that's it for you. Or maybe like you, you're now going to be switching over your sparkling water or or sodas from being cans and bottles every week that you're buying in the cases from Costco to making it at home. Maybe that's it for you. So just going to maybe figure out one or two things that you could easily switch from being store-bought to homemade that is right for you that's going to have the biggest impact as possible, okay? Same, another example that I recently switched is instead of buying disposable razors, I finally made the switch over to a safety blade and an aluminum razor. So finally finished the last razor in that giant pack from Costco, and I just made the decision that I wasn't going to be buying uh, disposable ones anymore, and I was going to make do the investment and buy myself a reusable razor blade. And I did, so maybe that's it for you. Or cotton pads for removing makeup and nail polish and all that stuff. This was one that I did a couple years ago, but I now use reusable pads that just throw in the washing machine that, that get washed after I use it to take off makeup or, you know, wash my face with. And that has had a huge impact too. It's the things that we use daily that actually have the biggest impact. So what are those daily products that you use that normally you would dispose of that you can figure out how how can you do that in a, in, in a way that has less waste and more reusability? That's going to be more helpful for you. Okay, so that's that's the, the first thing. <laughs> the second thing I decided to do was have, as I said, look at what I was consuming and where could I reuse things. 
So recently, last summer, for the first time, as you know, I, I, I have a backyard and I started growing some of my own veggies, which was really great. Not the best crop, but uh, it was a learning year. So this year, I'm actually really excited into having more strawberries and more peppers and, and more herbs in my garden that I get to home grow versus buy at the store. So there's, again, less packaging there. But another thing that I learned how to do in the fall was canning. And I went and did some tomato canning with some of my cousins and it was fantastic. It was so good. And it was a lot of fun. And we, you know, we've been really enjoying eating these canned tomatoes that we did. And so my mom bought me a canning set (laughs) right before Christmas. And so that's the other thing that I'm going to be, you know, dabbling in this year is, you know, what things once harvest time comes, can I be growing myself, growing for myself as well as canning so that we have them for the year ahead. So maybe that's something that you actually want to do, whether that be strawberries, making some jam at home or some, you know, tomatoes like we did, pears, peaches, you name it, all the things that you get to pickle, onions, you know, onion jam, whatever. So Figure out some things that you could do for your own household that would be fun and a way to reduce what you're being getting as store bought and making some more homemade things. And then, you know, for the things that we're actually, you know, buying, you know, is there a way to reuse something that we already have or replenish it or give it another like life fixing something? So yeah, like my lawnmower. Last spring, at the end of the season, I realized like, oh, the it, it needs a, the the blades need sharpening, and so I was waiting for the guy to come around the neighborhood with the little bell and sharpen the blades on my push mower. And unfortunately, again, I think he put it together the incorrect way, and so I was having some trouble with it. And I was on the phone with the the company that you know I that made the lawnmower, even though I bought it secondhand. And they're like, oh, you know, it might just be easier for you to (laughs) just get a new one. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm like, I don't want to get a new one. That was kind of the whole point of of getting the second hand lawnmowers. I didn't want to buy something unnecessarily when there was already one in existence. So, you know, maybe it's purchasing things secondhand, you know, using your Facebook marketplace and, you know, going and buying you know, some things that you need for yourself, but giving other things that are already in existence a second life. So buying a second hand is something that I'm also going to be continuing to do this year. So maybe this is the year that that's something that you start doing. And, you know, there's this huge big craze right now of refinished furniture. So all of this great furniture that's out there that so many people are now like, redoing, re, re, you know, sanding and repainting and give, modernizing and giving in a second life. That is something that I absolutely am inspired by. Am I, am I personally doing it in my home? Not yet, but it's definitely on the list. So maybe that's something that you want to do is instead of going out and buying something new is like, where can we use um, something that we have and give it like a little f- a f- a f- refresh Or can we um, purchase something that already exists versus buying new? So secondhand, refurbished, that is another great space in which you can kind of look at and saying, hey, how can we reuse something that already exists versus buying a brand new one? You know, 
there's there's a lot of centers actually that are being opened up where you know you can get things fixed versus having to throw it away because the you know often the reason why so many of us just throw something away and buy something new is because the cost to having it fixed is sometimes more than buying a new one and i know that that is the reality and so sometimes it's just easier to buy the new thing but i really want to start you know investing into let's fix something instead of, you know, just tossing it and throwing it out and buying something new. So I know there's a whole bunch of centers that are opening up with experts who are able to fix stuff versus forcing people to, to buy new stuff. So yeah, that's, that's another area that I'm going to be delving into a little bit this year is what can I reuse in another way and use and, and make sure that the things that I am buying are materials that can be reused and in another way versus it just being single use, right? All that plastic, (laughs) single use plastic. Oh my goodness. We need to find a way to purchase things that are not in plastic, that single use that we can do stuff. Um, you know, that's one of my actually favorite things to do is reuse packaging for the purpose of my shopping. So I live here in Toronto and we have a store in Ontario. I think it's across Canada. I'm pretty sure called Bulk Barn. And I love going to Bulk Barn on Sundays because that is when, when you take your own packaging in, you actually get a nice little sweet discount on the things you buy. And I'm not getting those single-use plastic packaging things coming into the house every week too. So all of the, you know, Ziploc'd freezer bags of product, you know, that you you buy, instead of being instead of throwing out that package right away, I'm reusing it for another purpose. So that Ziploc bag of, you know, cranberries that I bought at Costco has now been living over and over and over again for the last, you know, three or four years where I just go to book barn, refill it with cranberries, zip it up and bring it home. So maybe that's a simple step for, for you guys too, to start looking at the things that you are buying, but how are you reusing them um, and giving them a longer life versus just the one, one time shot that they were originally intended for. And yeah, then recycling. So <laughs> reducing, reducing, reducing is number one. Reusing, reusing, reusing is number two. And then number three is recycling. Like when you're out there buying the things that you do need to buy, be mindful of the packaging that it comes in. And I've done this across a lot of my products. I've been much more mindful as to the brands that I'm supporting and making sure that the packaging that they're using is reusable or at the very, very, very least recyclable. And you guys all know that I... I'm a brand ambassador for an amazing health and wellness company, and we have an awesome recycling program that allows us to actually return packaging to the company that can't be recycled in our blue box at the curb um, at our homes. And so there's often lots of packaging that we get from different you know, consumer packaged goods out there that we're buying from that unfortunately, because they're made of multiple materials, they're really, really hard to recycle. And so in those instances, you got to figure out how can you reduce that, that part of your consumption is like, you know, can you buy products that are packaged differently so that they can be recycled? Um, Or if not, you know, is this brand going to take ownership and responsibility for making sure that it gets recycled? So I love that we can send all the packaging back 
to this brand and this company, and they will take care of the recycling with, you know, partnering with companies that that do that, that take a, take apart mixed material packages and and repurpose them into park benches and playgrounds and, you know, TerraCycle is a brand that has been, you know, leading the charge in that space for a really, really long time. So yeah, so recycling is kind of the third step, but Recycling in a more responsible way is something that we all really need to be um, very, very mindful. So recycling in our own home in terms of reusing, but when it goes to the curb, making sure that we're actually doing it properly too. Did you know that you actually have to remove all that food waste from that recycled packaging before you put it in your blue box? Because that peanut butter jar that still has some peanut butter in it is actually going to contaminate that entire batch of recycled material And that's why it's so important to really understand, you know, how the recycling process works, what's allowed, what's not allowed. I know it's a lot of work, but if we just take a little bit more time to be mindful of how, how we're recycling the products that we are, it'll actually make it to the recycling facility and not be rejected and end up in the landfill. So go read that card that comes with your blue box at your house and make sure that you're actually recycling the things in there properly and just not dumping it in your blue box and saying, oh, someone else will take care of it. Do do your part at home. So yeah, that's what I'm doing this year is really focusing on more homemade and less waste and figuring out and finding the ways in which I can do that. That's really sustainable for me and my household, but I hope that that's something that you want to do for you and your whole household too. Because if we all just do a little bit and compound that, we truly can make a difference. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes. And I feel, and as I said at the beginning of this episode, that it's just like the problems are on such a huge and massive global scale. Like what is my one peanut butter jar really going to do? Oh, oh my gosh, friends, it's going to do so much. It's going to do more than you realize. So just, you know, don't try and be perfect. That's not what this is all about, but it's being an imperfect environmentalist <laughs> that is going to make the, the, the difference and make the world a better place. And just, it's the tiny things like everything else in life. It's the things that we just do every single day, a little bit, a little bit that will pile up to become a big mountain of success. So that is going to be this, the, the same in the reverse. Like every day, if we just put a little bit less in the garbage can and a little bit more in the compost, that is going to actually have a really, really big difference. If we're going to just put a little bit less in the recycling bin and a little bit more of reusable things that we find new purposes for around our home, that's going to make a difference. So yes. So if you're like me and you just, you, you want to be less wasteful, but you just don't know where to start and what to do. And, and it's very overwhelming. Just take a breath. Think really simply of like, what are the things that I consume the most each and every day? And how can I switch those habits to be a little bit more sustainable And that will have the biggest ripple effect forward. Okay, so hopefully that was inspiring for all of you. I'm really excited about 2024 and upping my social responsibilities as a citizen of this earth. And if you want more hints and more 
tips and more things and inspiration on how to be a more sustainable citizen, make sure to follow me on Instagram. I love to share all of my tips there, the things that I'm making, my homemade stuff, my repurposed things, turning this into that. Come follow me there. I'll love to to share more. And if you have some amazing things that you're doing to be more sustainable, drop me a note. Let me know what you're doing to make a difference in your own personal house hold and the the wider planet that the that the wider planet will benefit from so that is it for me today thanks so much everybody and i hope your 2024 has more homemade and less waste and store bought too thank you so much for listening i appreciate it more than i can say did you love this episode of i just blank now what If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.